This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move, or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the biggest cast reunions of 2020. Oh, wow. What you didn't see in the Fresh Prince special. We know something you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We're with the cast getting behind-the-scenes scoop. Mend old wounds and let things move on. Plus, more classic sitcoms making a comeback. I get misty-eyed thinking about it. From Who's the Boss to Punky Brewster. I can talk about Punky all day long. And Saved by the Bell. There's some really good things that are gonna come out of this. Plus, Thank you for being Still golden, especially in a pandemic, how Golden Girls became one of the most watched shows of 2020. No, seriously. Seriously? Yes, you do. Really? And Show me that smile. The Growing Pains cast celebrates 35 years of being Seavers. E.T. Starts. Right? Now. Look, let's be honest. 2020 has been a tough year, but luckily... There have been some fantastic reunions and reboots just to raise our spirits. Yeah, it's comfort food. Food for the soul, right? We even put together our own mini reunion for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when Tatiana Ali guest co-hosted E.T. We have so many of the Banks family members right here. Thank you guys for being here. How are people reacting to the Fresh Prince reunion? Oh, people are reacting with so much love and tears Mm -hmm. and laughter. (laughs) Hey, don't be looking like you're about to tell my business. I'm about to. (laughs) The HBO Max reunion was, of course, missing one powerful voice, their beloved patriarch James Avery, a.k.a. Uncle Phil, who passed away from heart failure in 2013. Without a doubt, 
talking about James Avery and the tribute to him, it was a lot. That was the thing, James, he pushed me so hard. I know where I come from. It's like, oh, come on, don't do this well. I know, I'm, so, I'm sorry. That's kind of throwing me off. <laughs> what was it like for you on the set? Uh, it was it was emotional. I thought it was a very beautiful remembrance of him. One of the things we see in the special is that E.T. spent a lot of time on the set of The Fresh yes. Prince. We were actually at the final table read for the series, and we have a clip that we want to show everybody. We've been very blessed. This has been the best experience in terms of a TV show, in terms of, of people and friends and happiness and I've got to stop now, <laughs> okay. When you hear that voice and you hear those words, what does it mean to you? I miss him. Karen? What are you gonna do it to me? <laughs> In watching the show and like watching that clip, I can't get over how much he's here. I feel him. This is my daughter. You mess with her, you mess with me. I think that's absolutely right. I think he's here. And when we all come together, we feel him. Will also felt it was important to include Janet in this reunion. I played the role of Vivian Banks. I guess they call me the OG, the original Aunt Vivian. Janet Huber played Aunt Viv for the first three seasons of The Fresh Prince before the role was recast with Daphne. During the special, Janet and Will finally made peace with their decades-long feud. What did you learn from that conversation that you saw between um, Will and Janet? Me personally, I learned a lot about forgiveness. I thought that was a really amazing thing to, to see. It, it represented what the show is about. The show is about a, a, a bunch of people loving each other. Janet Hubert Whitley. What's up? One thing that really surprised me was I felt like this huge weight came off of me that I didn't even know this is what we all really needed. You know, The Fresh Prince ran for six seasons. Mm -hmm. That's 148 episodes. Then Will had this little movie thing he wanted to do. Yeah, he's done all right. He's been all right. Yeah, he's done a movie or two. You One know. or two. <laughs> Meanwhile, not far from Bel Air, the kids at Bayside High and the Palisades were getting saved by the bell. And now, so it's a new generation. I mean, obviously fans have been begging us to do a reboot for a long time. Yeah, we feel the same way. We all had the desire but we knew that it had to be the right way. This show means so much to so many people. I think it's time to get involved and give something back. It's kind of like a symbol of a lot of people's childhood and you don't want to mess with that. That's sacred. Jesse's a mom and a guidance counselor. Slater's a PE teacher and gym coach. Zach is married to Kelly and he's the governor of California. In attendance will be the governor of California. Max, dad? You look amazing and your hair's fire. Putting on the wig and saying those lines again. There's some really good things that are gonna, are gonna come out of this. At the center of this reboot, a new generation of Bayciders, including Zach and Kelly's son. There was absolutely, the casting did an a, amazing job. Hey, buddy. You're an honor Scottish? Yeah, it's an honor to teach me. Zoinks! As for Screech, well, we won't be seeing Dustin Diamond return. He's faced his share of struggles, including prison time for carrying a concealed weapon and disorderly conduct. 
Lark Voorhees will be back as Lisa Turtle for one episode. She's battled mental illness over the years. You guys ended up getting Lark. That was a surprise to people when they saw that. How did that come about? Well, it wasn't a surprise to me. It was something that I was extremely passionate about. The show is not the show without her. And it, we were just trying to figure out, you know, which episode would be the one to bring her into. She's so talented and Lisa Turtle needed to be there. Period. Now you pay homage to the caffeine pill scene. Yeah, yeah! How do you not do that? Like, it's just, it's not saved by the bell without that. There's a way to increase productivity. Are those caffeine pills? At first, they're so exciting. And then it gets even more exciting. But after that, it gets so scary. By the way, they were Tic Tacs and Red Hots back in the day. Now, before Saved by the Bell came calling, Mark Paul was the object of Punky Brewster's affection. Hi. Did you miss me? <laughs> Your friends seem nice. Oh, so cute. And Peacock is banking on funky power with next year's reboot, and so is its star, Soleil Moonfry. Good to see you, Bucky Brewster. Mom, you put on two different shoes. Haven't done that in a while. Still works. Punky, I could talk about Punky all day long. Punky Brewster was such a big part of my heart and is such a big part of my heart. Good stuff, huh? Sounds like it was a no-brainer for you to say yes. This has been a dream of mine for years. The now 44-year-old reprises her role as the beloved character, who's now a single mom. Raising three kids alone isn't easy. I had to grow up. Freddie Prince Jr. is her ex-husband, um, but of course they have this amazing dynamic and mm -hmm. he was just such a dream to work with. Soleil is, I mean, Sarah's known her since they were kids, but she's a magic person. It's a special show though, it definitely has an old school vibe to it. Now here's a little backstory. Freddie's wife, Sarah Michelle Geller, and Soleil had a short-lived 80s show, Girl Talk. You can talk about they remained friends over the years, and Soleil was happy to have Freddie's familiar face on set. I was so nervous getting up again for the first time. I hadn't done a live audience in years and years and years, and he just kept saying, you got this. They've already filmed the first of 10 episodes of the reboot, which will premiere next year on Peacock. It's helped me rediscover my punky power. <laughs> punky power. She had these real life uh, superpowers and, yeah. and I always I always wanted to be like her. And there's even more nostalgia coming your way on the streaming service because Clueless, the TV series, is also in development. I'm here for all of this, Kevin. This is her favorite show of the year. And <laughs> by the way, are you here for more of Who's the Boss? Yep. <laughs> well, Tony Danz and Alyssa Milano will reunite to bring the Macellis together again. Can you tell me any news about the Who's the Boss reboot? I am so excited about this. We did a, a Zoom call with Tony Danza and some of our producers the other day. I can tell you that all of our focus is making this as great as we were then. Is Judith in? Is the family getting back together? Judith and Danny will come and have recurring parts, but I think the show is gonna focus on Tony helping me raise my kids. He's gonna show up for a weekend and probably never leave. <laughs> it's real important to have people, nice people to work with, which makes it a whole lot easier to do. That was Alyssa on the Who's the Boss set in 1984. The reboot picks up 30 years after the final episode. Samantha, now a single mom, back in the house she was raised in. I'm sorry, there must be a mistake. This job is for a housekeeper. That's me, Mr. Goodmark. 
Yeah. It's about uh, trying to be there for people and about uh, supporting each other and and uh, and love and trust and all the things that we don't highlight in TV too much uh, anymore. You know, it was just a great time in all of our lives. I'm proud of you, Tony. You're gonna make it through puberty after all. <laughs> we'll just see how things unfold, but I am really supportive of the show. You know, it was a huge portion of my life and, you know, I, I love it. And I'm, you know, I love them. Now, besides all these great reboots, I also hope we get to see more live sitcom recreations yeah. like The Jeffersons and Good Times. That kind of makes us like the George and Wheezy of entertainment tonight. No, no, we're more regular. We're the James in Florida. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. But we are moving on up, though. Yeah, you know I hear that. All right. But you know, there is only one sitcom that is still golden after 35 years. Oh, you're right. I'm gorgeous. <laughs> I'm gonna have to meet men lying down. I thought you did. The Golden Girls still got it. Our never-before-seen moments from the set as the show soars on streaming. You don't self-destruct once you pass 55. Then only E.T. reunited the cast of Growing Pains. We're just missing Alan. Memories of their TV dad, plus their favorite episodes and co-stars. I'm like part of the family. I needed to pass the Tiger Beat crown to Leonardo. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Ah, the Golden Girls still shine brightly 35 years after they premiered. It was one of the most binge shows at the peak of quarantine, over 11 million hours watched in April alone. And we got to spend precious time with the gals. Thank you for being a friend. I read the script and just flipped about it. And B. Arthur and Rue McClanahan both had the same reaction. Do you know what I hate doing most after a party? Trying to find your underwear in the big pile? My character is Blanche, and she's from the South. She's man-crazy, she's self-centered, vain, all those fun things. <laughs> oh, you're right, I'm gorgeous. I'm gonna have to meet men lying down. I thought you did. These aren't old people. They, you don't self-destruct once you pass 55. We're all just as, as vital and sensual and, and uh, nutty and good and bad as anybody else. Rose Nyland! Why, that cake is in the shape of... Blanche, we know what it is. I thought it was in the shape of Florida. Just as sassy today as when it debuted in 1985, each of the four Golden Gals won Emmys during the show's seven-year run. There are no stars on our show. Everybody helps everybody. It's just a very lucky circumstance. They're very, they're very terrific women. Do you want to see my Vance Gap caca? As long as I don't have to show you mine. Sadly, Betty is the only surviving Golden Girl. How do you get this blessed? Golden Girls was such a great experience. I'm just going to say it. I don't think you could ever remake the Golden Girls. Leave that one alone for me, all right? But another fan favorite show is getting new life. XOXO, Gossip Girl. Eight years after signing off, Gossip Girl is back. A first look at the reboot and a flashback to the set of the original. Everything's a little more sparkly. <laughs> Plus, as long as we got each other. the Seavers reunited and revealing the real growing pains they experienced on set. Tracy, your first on-screen kiss was with Brad Pitt, wasn't it? I was so <laughs> overwhelmed by the moment.
Caroline, you know the theme song. Yeah, the classic sitcom Growing Pains turned 35 this year. And only E.T., that's right, only E.T., got the Seavers together again. As long as we got each other. The gang's all here. How does that number sit with you? 35 years. It's unbelievable, unimaginable, and yet it feels like yesterday in so many ways. Yeah, we're just missing Alan. They always had us laughing, had me laughing. They didn't have enough rooms here in Maui, so Joanna and I, we ended up and it had, sooner or later, it had to be happens on all shows like this. He was the most, one of the most charming men I'd ever met. I think I was a little old for him, but we became really good friends. I saw him a week before he, he passed. Alan passed away suddenly from a heart attack in 2016, and the absence of the Seaver family patriarch was felt by all. It's been years now, and I still reach for the phone occasionally, just thinking, hey, I haven't talked to Alan in a while, I want to say hi. He was a huge part of our lives. E.T. visited the Growing Pain set 22 times during its seven years on the air. It was clear this cast was just as much family off-screen as they were on. We may never top this in our lives, that's how special and privileged we feel. I always uh, felt like I was coming to my second family when we were on the set. We do want to take you guys back because we found a little clip of Alan talking about you all. If you can take a look. I'm having a great time doing Growing Pains. We have a, a warm uh, cast of genuinely nice people and a happy set and jelly-filled donuts every morning when you come to work. He used to cut the tops off all the, the donuts in the morning. We'd come in and there'd be a whole tray of topless donuts. I miss him so much and there is a, a, a real hole not having him with us. Kirk, I mean, your scenes with Alan were some of the best in television history. I mean, just iconic. I, I think I really, really care about this girl. You know, as a young man, there was all these pretty girls that would be on the set and he would sort of give me pointers on, you know, how to talk to her. Did he give you a pointer on how to talk to Chelsea? Yeah, well, I knew that I had to talk to Chelsea before he Chelsea is Kirk's wife of 29 years, who he met on the set of Growing Pains. You like me? Yeah. This was an episode where Mike was uh, in a play at school, and his co-star in the play was played by Chelsea Noble. Kiss me goodbye, Jessica. But it worked out really well for me personally. And here we are 29 years later with six kids. You have seen the When We First Met Leonardo DiCaprio and it's on the growing pains. I move in with the Seavers and I'm like part of the family. What was it like having Leo on the set? I just thought he was so sweet and so cute and he was just so happy to be on set with us. What's well, not to like? Horseback riding, season Mets tickets, ski trips. We all got along, we all loved him. I needed to pass the Tiger Beat crown to Leonardo because it, 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 it was his time. Excuse me! And he wore it well. Yeah, Leo is fine and a heartthrob now, but back in the day, baby, you were that centerfold in everybody's magazine. My kids tell me all that, they're like, Dad, this is so embarrassing. These, 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 these posters of you and suspenders and tank tops, you should have thought of us back then. <laughs> hey, what about favorite episodes? Do you guys have favorite episodes? This you know, is my co-host. Kurt is my co-host. Oh, wait a second. Go for it. No, no, no. We, we've, just, we've just hijacked entertainment tonight. <laughs> Could you tell me where the biology lab is? Uh, Tracy, your first on-screen kiss was with Brad Pitt, wasn't it? Yes, that's actually true. Yeah. Hold up. Stop the presses. This is an yes. Entertainment Tonight exclusive. Jeff, 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 we should watch the movie. Is he a good kisser? 
Oh my god. I, my, my mother was there. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you. I was 17. They teased her a lot. They yeah. teased me a lot, so. Jeremy, how about you? What was your favorite episode? Uh, for me, my favorite episode was probably the episode we filmed in Hawaii. Didn't I tell you guys we'd be in paradise? E.T. was actually on that Maui set back in 1987. I just want to hang out on the beach and go boogie boarding. You can spin the bottle with my daughter. Oh. I think my sister too. Oh, oh, okay, that's what's oh no, you can't let that one pass. You gotta talk, sir. The only good girl in the group there was Candace. Now, Kurt, your sister Candace just completed a successful run of Fuller House on Netflix. Do you ever think like maybe we could reboot Growing Pains? What would we call it? I think Alan had an idea once when it was Groaning Pains. <laughs> <laughs> We've actually talked about this. So I don't know, guys. I think if we're going to do this, we need to do this soon. I agree. We got to get on board. Hey, I know how we could. I, I, I'd do it if I get to play Jason Siever. Mike? <laughs> Mike? Don't be a wise guy, Mike. I told you, 8 o'clock sharp, Mike. Do you think Leo is going to come back? You guys don't have to do this for me. We could have Leo come back and with an episode of him, uh, like going, you know, camping out in the snow, <laughs> and uh, he meets up with a bear. <laughs> I don't know where it goes from there. We can, we can make a sitcom episode That's out of this. <laughs> I love that show so much. Well, attention, Upper East Siders. Gossip Girl is back. The latest news on the upcoming reboot. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. All right, one more reboot before we go. One more for you, just for you. Gossip Girl fans are bummed that the new show on HBO Max has officially been delayed until 2021. Yeah, but here's a little silver lining. That gives you plenty of time to fall back in love with the original. I did, and all I have to say is XOXO. Over and over and over again. Good night, everybody. She has some reboots to go watch. The show does take place in a bit of a heightened reality. Everything's a little more sparkly. <laughs> Drinking, drugs, and hookups. There's no shortage of scandal for these privileged private school kids. Most popular, most want to be popular, most likely to hook up with anybody. Oh, come on. Part of the obsession, the fashion. We are stuck with school uniforms, but you can always dress it up with a $1,500 pin, right? <laughs> Thigh-high boots, you know? <laughs> If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wildcard, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts. Only from NPR.